Welcome to the Self-Talk Radio Show. Mind-changing radio. Welcome to Self-Talk Radio Show. I'm Sarah Spencer. My guest is Tim Cavanaugh, and he is a longtime friend. He has, uh, actually, we had his partner on earlier, Candy Weston, was talking about how do you go through, she just started dating Tim, and they found out that he had cancer. And so she is writing a book on how to be a support person for someone who has cancer. And we thought for Valentine's Day, it would be kind of neat to have Tim Cavanaugh on the show and talking about his perspective. So he's here and I'm delighted. Welcome to the show, Tim Cavanaugh. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's great to reconnect with you yeah. and, um, and and just like kind of catch up. And we're like, OK, you're like, don't say anymore. Let's put this all <laughs> on the just, show. <laughs> let's just put this on the show. Yeah, exactly. So we met many years ago. You were you took a course that I offered through Champlain College on voiceover work. That's correct. Yeah. 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 And I wouldn't even dare guess what year that was. No, let's not. Yeah. Yeah. We probably shouldn't. <laughs> um, but it, it was. There yeah. were horses and buggies at that <laughs> I think time, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So you've had a lot of success and you went on, you did your own TV show. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you never had me on as a guest. What the so, heck? And, and we had you guys on. You, you were our radio sponsor. <laughs> I know. It's like, gee, where's the love here? You I know? had the cowboy on. Why didn't I not have the, you on? I don't know. That's just. Horrible. I don't know. But yeah. So tell me about the the TV show. What what prompted you to make that show and tell me what that was about? And yeah. Well, I think it kind of goes back to you know even the voiceover days, right? When when I took that course with you because I've always been an entertainer, if, if you will, you know, just in my own mind, I guess, and just enjoy being in front of people, making people laugh, and and just kind of like letting people forget about, you know, the struggles of everyday life. And um, when I took the class with you, it instantly paid off because I got voiceover gigs as a result of it. And I remember specifically... I was in a lyric theater production. It was the first time I was on the Flynn stage for lyric theater, and I was uh, King Charlemagne in Pippin. And uh, family members of mine were in the audience, and they were listening to this lady talking about my voice um, behind them and that what a wonderful voice. I need to have that voice. And they're thinking, this woman wants his voice? Like, that would be very weird. And they turned <laughs> around, and they said, well, that he's he's our family. And they're like, Give him my card. I need to have his voice on the radio. Oh, wow. And I started getting radio gigs as a no result way. of that. No yeah. way. Oh, I feel so good about that. Yes, you're, it paid off. Did I ever give you any royalties? On- <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting oh. for my check there, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so you you did that, and yep. then you worked with WCAX. I did. So my my background is in hospitality management from, from Champlain College, and I did my my years of duty with uh, with hospitality management, and then uh, found my way into media sales by way of being in TV commercials. And um, I, I remember Jake, a good friend of mine who worked at Channel 3, is like, you need to work here. Like, you get this industry. So I'm going to put a push in for you. And there wasn't an opening at Channel 3 at the time, but there was uh, down at the ABC VNY affiliate. So I worked there for about a year. And then had the opportunity to go over to Fox before they had merged together and worked at Fox for, I think, like three years when I finally got called up to the big station. Not WOKO, but to WCAX. Ah. And um, so then I worked at Channel 3 for 10 years. And during that time there, I had always thought about 
um, show ideas and local programming and what what does that mean and um, and what does it look what do I think that it means and so the great thing about Channel Three um, at the time was that they were family owned and I remember just sit going to the owner who I could see from my desk every single day and I'm like what do you think about a local TV show like a late night show where it's a hybrid of Letterman and Saturday Night Live and he goes. That's kind of interesting. What are you thinking? So I told him my thoughts, and he goes, I tell you what, you produce a pilot and come back and show it to me. So I'm like, all right, I will. So I produced a pilot. I had Rusty Dewey's on as my yes, guest, and yes. the Starline Rhythm Boys were my musical guest. And I wrote up a business plan and had the pilot episode, and I went to uh, the owner of CAX, and I said, I've got a pilot episode and a business plan. What do you want to do first? And he goes, let's watch it. So we sat down together and we watched the 30-minute pilot. He turned to me at the end of it and he goes, I'm completely intrigued. Let's do this. Oh, so fun. Yeah. Don't you love when you connect like that with someone yeah. and, and just make it happen? Yeah, you just make it happen, you know? Yeah. And it's, it, it fulfilled a dream of me. It was like, you know, it was kind of like that bucket list kind of opportunity. And we had a great run. We did three years and 100 episodes. And the whole show was based on local talent and local local people and whether it's um, the hot dog lady who we featured every yes, single week, yes, love her, and um, she was our own, she was my 99th episode, um, <laughs> and we did. I worked with the Church Street Marketplace um, because the show was about giving back in some ways mm. too. And so for Lois, what we did is I grew up in Newport and would come down to Burlington, and it was coming to the big city, right? And you always saw this lady with the bouffant hair out on Church Street selling hot dogs. And to me, that was I got such a charge out of that as and a kid. And the cat's eye glasses. And this big scarf, and she always sold hot dogs. And it didn't matter. It could be 20 below zero on Church Street in Burlington, and oh. she was still selling hot dogs. She, she brought sexy amazing. back. She did. That's what she, she did. did. <laughs> yes, she did. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so if you're listening outside of Burlington, Vermont, uh, the hot dog lady, you, you'll go far if you talk to a Vermonter about the hot dog lady because we'll regale you with stories about her. Oh. So, yeah, she was amazing. She was just amazing. Mm -hmm. So I worked with the Church Street Marketplace, and I said, you know, we always celebrate people after they're gone, and wouldn't it be nice if we memorialized her before she um, yeah. left us? So we um, we created a bronze plaque, and Mackenzie Meats actually paid for it because all of her years on Church Street, she only served Mackenzie hot dogs. Oh. And um, Frank, um, oh, I forget Frank's last name. He owns uh, what is now, um, it was Pier 1 changed to Homeport. Oh, uh, oh. Frank, what's Frank? This, Boucher. Yes, Frank Boucher yes, yes, yes. said, by all means, you may use the out front of, the frontage of my store to put that plaque. Because that's about the location where she was located for all yes. those years on Church Street. Oh, that's fantastic. So that was just our way of, yeah. of giving back. But we had great fun with with the show and um i miss it i still get people talking to me about it all the time can people find episodes of it on youtube or anything like that honey you should ask that sarah yes um, we just are in the process of digitizing all the old episodes because they live on beta tape oh remember my when beta gosh. was huge yes <laughs> yeah, how long ago was that show so the show was 10 years ago but in the broadcast side of the world you know there was always beta and vhs beta was a far more superior quality and so tv and media stations used beta for years and years and years until digital came along oh wow so we're in the process of having all the episodes digitized and put up onto a youtube channel 
That is fantastic. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So then we're going to fast forward a little bit. Sure. Then all of a sudden you went to have a checkup. And yeah. then what happened to Happy you? Happy birthday to me on Happy. my 50th. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> whoop de doo What happened to you? Yeah, I was, um, so I just went in at 50 years old. You're supposed to get your colonoscopy. And yep. I wouldn't have done it had it not been for uh, my primary care provider's uh, nursing staff who looked at my birth date when I was there for a checkup and said, hey, you turn 50 next month. Want to schedule your colonoscopy? And I said, hey, all right. <laughs> so... So I did. I was. I didn't have any symptoms, um, and Candy and I had um, had pl- planned a trip to Costa Rica, which we took. Um, and uh, it was upon the return of uh, from our trip, uh, the day after I got back was my scheduled colonoscopy, and it's that routine visit, right? Right. Like, you just got to do it. And the biggest fear people have is just the process of it alone, but the importance of it is so. Um, you know, it is so very important for you to go in for that. So I went in for my colonoscopy and was diagnosed on the table with stage two rectal cancer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We are talking with Tim Cavanaugh's self-talk radio show, finding out that you had cancer, no symptoms. Now, hindsight being 2020, I got to ask this question. Would you have done a colon- colonoscopy if you had known? If I had known what? That you were going to be diagnosed with cancer? Oh, yeah. You of would? Course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think, well, that's a good question. That's a very good question, Sarah. Yeah. Like, would I have to even go through this stage of a colonoscopy had I known that I was diagnosed? Is that what you're asking yeah. me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a, that's, a, that's a good question. Well, and the other thing, too, is you're cancer-free now. Technically, I'm cancer-free, although the do- the medical team say you have to wait the five-year period. But the chemotherapy rounds that I went through um, eliminated the cancer signal from my body. Um, it did not—the radiation that I had did not reduce the tumor enough, so I had to have surgery as a result of it, which basically took everything from the site. So I say, but I'm really cancer-free, and they're like— Technically, you know, yes, you're cancer-free, but we can't really celebrate that till year number five. Well, why not? Let's just celebrate right now. You're cancer-free, darn it all. Absolutely. <laughs> that's what I tell people. And that's the, that's the yes. energy and the positive attitude that you have to have going yes. forward. And right from my diagnosis, I said, I have to, I have, this is my journey and I have to chart that journey. And how am I going to do that? And I did it the best way that I think Tim Cavanaugh knows how, and that's through through humor and through energy. And that's how I drove that campaign. And and I'm glad that I did it that way because I've, I, I feel better about myself and the journey that I took. Yeah, because yeah. you look you look fantastic. Thank I wish you. this was television, but I'm a radio girl. <laughs> I've got a face for radio, so <laughs> that's where you put me. But you look fantastic. You sound so energetic. And when... When was that epiphany that you started feeling better and you you started moving forward? Because there must have been moments that were really tough on you. There were moments, you know. And again, you know, everyone everyone goes through this differently. That's the um, that's one of the horrible things about cancer is that there's so many different types and so many different um, versions of it and um, um, and stages of it. Mine was a stage two, which, you know, right from the get go, the surgical team and my oncologist were saying, this is this is curable. We can we can make you whole again. 
And um, so it was very encouraging right from right from the get go. But there were definitely those times when I was challenged. And for someone who lives on energy and is um, I don't know if you know about this, me, but I'm an extrovert. So no. <laughs> really? Yeah, just, just a little. It just hadn't occurred to me. Wow. I'm having I mean, an epiphany right now. Yeah, we're the light si- bulbs we're, are going off. For those of you listening, we're, we're sitting in this beautiful studio right now, and I'm looking out the window, and I'm just hoping people go by so I can wave. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about your relationship with Candy. Now, how long had you been dating when you found out about this so we had only been dating for um uh it was about it was just over a year that we had been uh been together when uh when when this happened wow. and so it was really new in the relationship and certainly wasn't what um what we were thinking not what she signed up for right <laughs> and, yeah. anyways but you know um hindsight being what it is um the role of a caregiver and care provider is so important to that cancer patient. I cannot stress it uh, enough. And, I, you know, that's one of the reasons why Candy is writing this book, because it is going to be a self-help guidebook to the caregiver and, and the process. And that's why she's interviewing over yeah. 300 people. Yeah, I saw wants- everybody has signed up. Like the minute we did the interview, everybody's asking to be interviewed by her. Self-talk radio is a godsend because Thank it you. really got the word out and it started to fill up her calendar. So now she's awesome. Yeah, so now she's just like, okay, how many should I do all these a week? Like, because <laughs> she's got her full-time job. You know, she of has course. her own business and and everything. Yeah. So she's just like, I just like. I cannot believe the outpouring of people that are coming, you know, coming in. Yeah. So thank you to you. Oh, of course. Anything. I'm happy to help. But, yeah, I think one of the things that struck me when I was listening to her story, I was like, what would you do? Like, what if, I mean, I don't know, and and I'm not going to go there, but. We can go anywhere you want. (laughs) Well, Candy (laughs) might not feel the same way, sweetheart. So anyway, (laughs) what she was saying was. You know, when you found out it, it, you have to make that commitment to someone. And I said, boy, what if you were on the outs? What if you were like, oh, it's just not working out. And then you find this out, you know, then you'd be a real cat if you if you walked out on that person. And Candy was saying, you know, that's a great question because I guess it just depends on the person and stuff. But how did this how did this strain your relationship together? You know, it, it it certainly tested the relationship. Um, I, I, I think if you're ever going to build stronger, it's going to be on a, a on a storyline su- such as this because um, it left her carrying a lot of the responsibility. Um, when when you're thrown into something like a, a cancer diagnosis, all of a sudden it, it's like it's like you're in this fog, and you can hear voices out there. You're just not really sure wh- where they are or who they are, and and I just remember that. Candy was the navigator of that. She was the one driving the ship. And she was the one saying, okay, here's what we have to do. Here's what this says. This is what they told us. And and just kind of laid it all out. And I'm just like following along thinking, okay, uh, like I'm going along with you because you know what's going, going on. And my mind literally was mush at some times because there was so much information mm. coming at you all, all the time with um, – expectations and medications and you know just the just the the general rules of the road as far as navigating your your treatment 
When we come back, we're speaking with Tim Cavanaugh on Self Talk Radio Show. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little more about one of the, the healing methods that Candy talked about. And I want your input on that when we come back on Self Talk Radio Show. Can't sleep? Try this. Sleep Meditation offers soothing meditations to help you sleep like a baby and awaken what's inside. All you have to do is choose the meditation you want to listen to from our library at sleepmeditation.org. Click play and enjoy. If you want to keep the recording, purchase the downloads you want. Plus, Sleep Meditation offers specials on motivational pieces that help you start positive change, stop bad habits, or sleep like a baby. Sleepmeditation.org. Thanks for coming back to Self Talk Radio Show. I'm Sarah Spencer. My guest is Tim Cavanaugh, talking about his journey through cancer and also his partner, Candy Weston, writing her upcoming book on being a cancer supporter for someone who is going through the challenges that cancer definitely uh, puts up the front. And we're going to talk with Tim a little bit about one of the treatments that Candy mentioned was a, um, a fruit cleansing or something like that. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So we, um, we went back to Costa Rica. Yeah. Uh, and we've, uh, we just love it there. Um, life seems so much simpler uh, in Central America in, in many ways. Um, and uh, we went back, uh, thanks to good friends of ours who have a place there, and invite us back uh, as many times as we want. And um, so we met up with a, um, a modern medicine man, if you will, in the mountainsides of Costa Rica. And um, we met him through a, a, a fr- another friend of ours down in Costa Rica who wanted to introduce us to him, introduce us to him um, because of his different styles of treatments, um, and especially with those who are going through cancer. And so we did a fruit detox. Now, we went to Costa Rica for the second time in March of last year, so almost a year ago. And um, when we were coming back from there was when this was in between my chemo treatment and my radiation treatment. And so it was kind of like my little hybrid moment to, like, relax and then uh, get ready for the next journey. And um, when we came back, we um, I decided to do a fruit detox, uh, which was um, recommended by Eagle Feather. And, um, and so basically the fruit detox was a 30-day fruit cleansing um, where you eat nothing but fruit. And I wanted to do this because we knew that surgery was coming up for me. We knew that we had to remove the tumor from, from my body, um, even though that the cancer signal had was gone. Um, and I really wanted to kind of bring my body back into check. Now, I've always been a bigger guy. And I thought that this might be a good way to, hey, I could lose a couple of pounds and I'll like detox my body. And this is all about bringing your amino acids, like your pH level back into into balance. Mm. So I'm like, you know what? It's 30 days. Like I'm kind of like you can challenge me to 30 days. Anyone can do anything for 30 days. Right. So I'm like, let's do it. So it was 30 days of nothing but fruit. And at first we're thinking, Good God, what have we gotten ourselves into? Like, this is never going to work. And I've never seen so many McDonald's arches in my life before. <laughs> oh, I know. you. What was the thing you missed the most? You know, this is the weird thing. There was no cravings. Literally, there was no cravings. I'm thinking, surely I'm going to want ice cream. Surely I'm going to want yeah. a hamburger or a my morning coffee at, at the oh, very least. yeah. None no? of it. 
After, really? After like three days, there was no cravings whatsoever. And, um, and we both really just felt so much better uh, as a result of it. Now, I lost 35 pounds. Uh, doing this o- over 30 days. Wow. And um, right towards the end of it, and I did this because I wanted to get myself ready for that, that s- surgery, um, but I also had, uh, and my surgery was done by uh, a team down at Mass General, and um, I wanted to be ready, to have my body ready for that. And so when I had my last appointment with them, they said, unfortunately, all of your efforts, you know, has reduced the tumor, but not enough. So we do need to remove it. So I'm like, you know, I've got like three days left on this fruit diet. Like, what do you recommend? He goes, if I, this was my surgeon and I love him. Um, he said, if I were you, he goes, I'd go have a beer and a steak tonight. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> That's a good surgeon right there. That's a good yes, surgeon. Yeah, yeah. So would you ever do the fruit diet again? I'm going to do it again. Actually, Are you really? Yeah, Candy and I have been talking about it, and I was going to start it a, a couple of weeks ago, um, but then I thought, well, I'm taking my boys to Montreal for the, mm. our, our Christmas present was a was a Canadians game together, and I thought I can't do it then because I mean there's Canadian beer and poutine, like yeah, how what, yeah, what, what's fruity about that? <laughs> <laughs> so I add thinking, some blueberries to your poutine. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> goes great with curd cheese. <laughs> Um, so I'm thinking right after the Super Bowl because hey, our Patriots are back in it again. That's right. So. That's right. So no fruit there. No you know? fruit. Yeah, oh yeah. man. Yeah, unless it's like a. I guess I could do a daiquiri, but I'm not allowed to have alcohol. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So it's just fruit only, and you have to mix the fruits a certain way. Like you can't. We would do a smoothie in the morning, and Candy got really sick one morning. Oh and, no. Um, and so we called up Eagle Feather. Uh, via smoke signals, and said, <laughs> "I was just going to say, does Eagle Feather have internet, or you know, he does. Okay. He's on Facebook. Is he on Skype? <laughs> yeah. I, I just smoke signals through Skype. Okay. okay, so Eagle Feather. So we we contact him, and we're like, Candy's really sick today, like, like yeah, vomiting sick type thing. And he's like, okay, tell me about what was in the in, in the smoothie. And so we gave him all the ingredients, and he goes." It was it was really funny. He goes, I say it was like um, Mommy Dearest with the no wire hangers. He said, I said no melons. <laughs> you cannot mix melons with the rest of the fruit. Really? You could have melons separate from other fruits, but you could not have melons with other fruit for those 30 days. Wow. Because it causes such a reaction because your Chemical body is reaction, only having. Yeah. yeah. Huh. It was the most bizarre thing. That's what Candy should be writing is this recipe book from Eagle Feather. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, see, I'm helping. I'm doing your marketing here. Look at me again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the cover should be done in chalk paint. Do we know anyone? (laughs) (laughs) I can fix you right up. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, I think I think a lot of people would like to know more about that, and especially if you're feeling logy or you know this time of year too in February, it's like you. You can't really get outside and do things because you right. either slip and fall or it's too freezing cold or whatever. It's been unreal, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a little crazy this yeah. year. But, yeah, so I think that people being able to energize themselves by the way what they eat and what they do. Yeah. But you can't stay on it permanently. No, you shouldn't. 30 days is the max. And Ooh. then you reintroduce foods to yourself. But what happens is that things with sugar in it, and still to this day we don't eat, like, a lot of sugars as a result of it. Um 
things with sugar and sugars in everything. Yeah, let's face it, it is. Um, it really intensifies it. So something that may have tasted somewhat sweet to you is super, super sweet and almost that sick kind of sweet taste mm. where it's kind of like, I, this isn't going to sit well with me. Yeah, that birthday but, cake frosting that comes along. Oh, no, I'll still eat that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So... Now, you know, ne- what's next for you? What are you what are you working on? I know Candy's working on the book. Yeah. What are you up to? So I have all kinds of things. You know, I'm kind of I'm kind of like the, the I went to the Sarah Spencer School of Hard Knocks. Right. So like <laughs> it, it's just like, hey, you have a dream you go for it and you just sure. keep pushing, keep pushing. It's so fun. And um, so I've always been that way. Um, I've, I've stayed involved in entertainment. I do a number of different things. I love emceeing events. I, I emcee a number of different things. Um, from Washington, D.C., up up into Montreal. Um, but one of the things that I realized, Sarah, with my um, with my journey through cancer was, like, listen, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones. Like, I was diagnosed, yes, with stage 2. I had uh, a topsy-turvy two years through treatments and surgeries and chemo and radiation and the whole likes uh, on top of a new relationship. Um, but I realized, like, I'm one of the lucky ones. Like, I get out of this. And um, what do I do? Like, what is what is this all about? And I knew that there was there's always a reason for everything, right? And I just came to this realization, like, I was chosen for this. Like, the, yeah. I, I was chosen to go through this. And I, I see things through humor anyways. And a lot of times through self-deprecating humor. Which a lot of people can appreciate and and like relate to, but they don't want to be the ones, the recipient of it. So I had this epiphany. I'm like, I need this needs to become a show. And what is that show? And my my first thought was maybe it's a screenplay where it becomes a you know a movie or a documentary or maybe it's more along the lines of a uh, could it be a musical like you know <laughs> Tim the musical. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then I realized, no, this has to be, this is like, this is a play. This is a one-man show. Yeah. And it has to be delivered by me. So I am in the process of writing a one-man show about my cancer experience. It is a um, a humorous um, side to the, the cancer experience. Um, I've already been booked to be a keynote speaker in front of 500 people for it. So I have a deadline of May to get this done. You'll do it. And I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I think the hard part and the writing team that I've, I have with me on, on this journey is they're like, Tim, the problem with you is like what not to say. Like you have so much you could fill two hours, but yeah. we're keeping it to like about an hour and 15 minutes. Perfect. Um, and where I see this going, Sarah, is that it's it's for cancer patients and survivors and caregivers and medical staff. And I really want to make this available to that audience but unfortunately cancer touches so many people and it really can it this is really going to be for anybody so Mm -hmm. unfortunately but fortunately so i really see this as i always go big and i think i see this as a national approach yes let's take this let's just move this let's get the word out there and and tell people tell people about it and um and, and see where it goes and if it stays right here in Vermont and and it touches one life or 500 lives, then I've done my job. And 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 that's how I look at it. But I'm very excited about the opportunity. I'm 
Um, I, I do know that um, two of my sponsors, one will be Depends, because as you go through the type of cancer I went through, you live in Depends yeah. uh, for a while. But Depends are very fashionable now. They can be fashionable. I'm telling you, they have boxer brief versions of them. <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> Candy says, I'm bringing sexy back by way of Depends. <laughs> And I said, it depends on how you look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't wait for this show. I I will buy a ticket. I will be your first. I want to be your first ticket purchaser. Okay, I'm going to hold you to that. You hold me to it. Okay. Just, uh, you know, just don't be more than my salary or something. It's going to be a big, it depends. Like, okay, we only sold one ticket. All right, up the price. (laughs) 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 Sorry, Sarah. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. So May is your deadline. May is my deadline on, on that. And I think that um, what I want to do is because uh, it's a big it's a big venue. It's 500 yeah. people. Yeah. And it's already uh, it's already that event is already a guaranteed 500 audience. So I'm like, OK, so I don't want to open a show in front of 500 people untested. So what I'm thinking and this is where I'll keep you in, in, keep in, me in mind. Front, is, um, you know, we have this wonderful comedy club uh, downtown with yes. Nathan and Natalie. Yes. And, um, and they're friends of mine, and they don't know I'm going to do this yet, but I am going to reach out to them and just say, hey, <laughs> I think I need to, like, test this out, and it's a small enough venue where I can tell friends and, um, and, and family and stuff like that that, hey, let's, I need you to come down and see what this is all about. And Sounds get that feedback. awesome. You know what I'll do is, you know, we'll we'll put this show on. It's going going on Valentine's weekend, okay? Fantastic. It's the February 11th, whenever Valentine's is. So the Patriots have already won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Don't you jinx that. I know. I shouldn't. Oh, you my shouldn't God. have said that. We're going to have to edit that out now. Oh, yeah, I think we should. I definitely <laughs> should. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what we'll do is... Uh, We'll we'll air it and then I can update the the web page of when your show dates are. How's Thank that sound? You so Let's much. do that. Oh, I Let's appreciate that. that so much. I think that would be really fun and uh, you know keep posted on the Facebook wall and we'll definitely uh, you know keep tabs on you yeah. and see what's happening. We got to come up with fun. a title for it. I was just going to ask if you had one. You know, I I thought of one um, where because you know I I always when I'm wishing people happy birthday a lot of times I say hey enjoy this next trip around the sun type thing. But for me, it was a trip around Uranus, and I'm thinking, <laughs> is there some type of a spin on my rectal cancer and well, Uranus? And you know, if Depends is uh-huh. your sponsor, <laughs> right. you could say the Dependable Show, <laughs> right? Right. Well, see, and then I'm thinking my other sponsor needs to be a porta potty because how I envision is I am going to come out on stage through a porta potty and leave the stage through a porta potty, <laughs> and um, and maybe it's just. Maybe it's potty talk. I don't know. It could, potty time. Potty time, right. Potty time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My guest has been Tim Cavanaugh, and it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed it. This is fun. up with you and seeing your smile. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm Sarah Spencer for Self Talk Radio Show.